Have you ever come home from a long day just to find out that that meat you needed for your recipe has totally slipped your mind the last time you went to the grocery store? Well, with the help of ButcherBox, you might never have to deal with that problem ever again. With ButcherBox, you get the convenience of having high-quality meat and seafood delivered straight to your door. Not to mention the peace of mind you get to feel knowing that it's 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free. All humanely raised with no antibiotics or added hormones. Let ButcherBox help make your life even easier. No grocery store required. In addition to free shipping on every order, you get to curate your box plans, have access to member-exclusive deals, get recipe ideas and inspiration, as well as helpful tips. You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up for ButcherBox today by going to butcherbox.com morningcup and use the code morningcup at checkout and enjoy your choice of bone-in chicken thighs, top sirloins, or salmon in every box for an entire year. Plus, get $20 off. Again, that's butcherbox.com slash morningcup and use the code morningcup. Question. If I were to ask you right this second to write down all of the subscriptions you pay for each month, would you be able to do it without missing one? It's more difficult than it sounds, especially with so many options and those sneaky free trials that you sometimes forget to cancel. What if I told you I had the perfect solution to help you with this exact problem? Why don't you try Rocket Money? With the help of Rocket Money, I was able to see each and every single subscription I pay for, even the ones I totally forgot I had. I'm sure you've been there too, but Rocket Money can help cancel it with just a few taps. Between streaming platforms, apps, delivery services, and even parenting and kids subscriptions, it's hard to keep track of exactly what you're spending and how much it all adds up to each month. Not to mention the fact that it seems every single day one of those subscriptions suddenly jumps up in price. Rocket Money alerts you when this happens, so you're never caught unawares. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Take control over your finances and with the help of Rocket Money's easy-to-use dashboard, compare your monthly spending and make saving money easier than ever. They'll also try to negotiate lowering your bills up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll even deal with customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morningcup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morningcup. Rocketmoney.com slash morningcup. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What interferes with your happiness? What are some things standing in the way of being the best version of you? For a lot of people, life, your past, and sometimes your current situation can cause roadblocks in your life. Mental health is incredibly important, and so many, including myself, can benefit from talking to a professional and working to dismantle those roadblocks. That's why I'm excited to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. BetterHelp knows no two people are the same and will help to assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. These incredibly convenient appointments are in a safe and completely private online environment, and you can start chatting with your new therapist in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. 
You can message with your counselor at any time and get a timely response, plus schedule weekly video or phone sessions, which means no driving to an office, no waiting rooms, and no awkward small talk. Just meaningful sessions with experts who specialize in things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, family conflict, LGBTQ matters, grief, and so much more. There is truly someone there for everyone. And BetterHelp is committed to finding your perfect match, which means if you and your counselor don't mesh for whatever reason, they make it easy and free to seek someone new if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And with financial aid available and access worldwide, they truly make it easy for anyone to seek the help they need. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash morning cup. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Weird homicide. Scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird morning. Cup of murder. See something, say something. It's a saying we hear time and time again in the true crime world. And for the most part, I feel as though those of us who live and breathe this subject know the importance of calling in any suspicious activity. On August 11th, 2010, a man was apprehended after a very fast paced and dangerous stabbing spree who, without a call from an anonymous source, may have added far more victims to his already growing list. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Elias Abulajam, born August 29, 1976, came from a well-to-do Israeli Christian family who, by the time he was a young child, moved to the United States after his mother remarried, later changing his last name to Abulazam in 1995. He married a woman named Jessica Hurth when he was in his late 20s, but after years of emotional abuse at the hands of her husband, Jessica left and Elias married for a second time. Now, with the exception of issues brought up during his divorce, none of the research showed any signs that Elias was capable of the serious crimes he would later commit. He worked at the Piedmont Behavioral Health Center in Leesburg, Virginia, as a mental health technician until 2008 and then moved to Michigan and worked as a clerk in a local market for a few months until a lapse in judgment, selling alcohol to a minor, earned him a citation. But with the exception of a few inconsistencies with his address and state records, Eli, as his customers called him, seemed to just fly under the radar. That was until the summer of 2010. On May 24, 2010, the body of 31-year-old David Motley was found stabbed to death at around 6 a.m. near Leith and Dexter in Flint, Michigan. His body's discovery was followed in very quick succession by 59-year-old Emmanuel Abdul Muhammad, also found in Flint, and 42-year-old Bill Fisher, who was attacked in Clio at around 5.30 a.m., but was able to survive. With two dead and one critically injured, local law enforcement tried to piece together what they knew about the victims of, who the media would eventually call, the Flint Serial Slasher or the Flint Serial Stabber. All of the victims, so far, were described as small-framed black men in an area where the population is largely white. And as July saw nine more victims, they realized that the similarity was more than just a coincidence. 
They were dealing with a racially motivated serial killer that would eventually total in 18 attacks and five deaths over the course of less than four months. According to survivors of the attacks, the assailant, who would drive around late at night looking for a victim, approached them in the early morning hours to ask for directions or claim to have some car trouble. When the victims would walk to the car and help out a fellow human being, the driver would turn a knife on him and stab multiple times in the chest or stomach. On July 12, 2010, 29-year-old Antoine Jackson was stabbed in Burton. On the 19th, a man named Richard Booker was attacked in Burton. On the 23rd, a 21-year-old was stabbed on University Avenue. And on the 26th, Darwin Marshall, 43, was found dead near West 5th Avenue. On July 27th, 26-year-old Antoine Marshall was attacked. The 29th saw the attack of both 20-year-old Devon Rawls and an unnamed 59-year-old man, both survived. And the 30th saw the attack of a 28-year-old man and the death of 60-year-old Frank Kelly Brew. The following day, 18-year-old Antoine Wilson was attacked at around 2.30 a.m. And the following day... 49-year-old Arnold Miner was found dead near Barton Street in Flint, Michigan. Now, it was Arnold Miner's murder that helped piece together a lot of information for Flint Township Police Detective Randy Kimes, who at the time was investigating the death of Frank Kelly Brew. On a hunch, he went to visit the scene of Arnold's murder and immediately saw the similarities between the two cases. Two cases turned into four, and before he knew it, Detective Kimes was piecing together all of the Michigan stabbings and was hot on the trail of this serial killer. Unfortunately for investigators who still had no idea who the Flint serial stabber was, Elias Abulajam had left the Flint area to visit relatives in Leesburg, Virginia. Unable to stop himself, three more men were attacked in the area. Two stabbed and one hit in the head with a hammer but all were able to survive and tell an eerily similar story as the survivors of the Michigan attacks and to a man who was stabbed in Toledo, Ohio on August 7th. While in Virginia and before the hammer attack and the stabbing in Toledo, Elias Abulasham was arrested during a traffic stop and taken into custody because he had a warrant out for his arrest for a past assault. He was later released on a personal bond and the next day took a hammer and continued his attacks. By August 9th, police in Leesburg connected three hammer attacks against black men and, with the help of testimony and surveillance tapes, all were connected to a single assailant. Meanwhile, the local Michigan story soon went nationwide, as a task force was created to try and capture the killer. Then, an anonymous call came into the hotline. A citizen came forward to tell police that the sketch that they released looked a lot like a man he knew as a clerk at the King Water Market on Coldwater Road in Mount Morris Township, a man named Elias Abulacham, who was, at the time, heading back to Michigan from his visit to Virginia. Police were certain that Elias was their man and started to do some digging into his life while simultaneously trying to locate the man responsible for the worst killing spree in the city's history. Finally learning that he was making his way to Israel with the help of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers, Elias Abulazam was arrested on August 11, 2010 at around 10.30 p.m. at the Atlanta International Airport in the process of boarding a plane to Tel Aviv. 
Two days later, he waived his right to fight extradition in Michigan and was flown back to Flint on August 26th and sent straight to the county jail. Due to the racial nature of his crimes, Elias was held in solitary confinement while awaiting his trial. Charged with three counts of murder and six counts of assault with intent to murder, Elias became a suspect in a case involving the attack of a friend while visiting Ramla, Israel in early 2010. The friend was stabbed in the face with a screwdriver, but because he refused to press charges, the case could not be pursued. As the trial continued and Elias kept becoming a suspect in a number of unsolved cases, including the death of a former neighbor, a grand jury chose to indict him and charged him with the felonious stabbing of a church janitor, Tony Leno, in Toledo. In addition to the charges he was already receiving in Michigan, and later the two counts of resisting and obstructing an officer, causing injury, and two counts of resisting and obstructing an officer that had to be added when he attempted to punch a deputy on October 27, 2010, and had to be tasered with the help of four other officers. The charges kept racking up, but in the end, Elias Abulasham was only charged and convicted with the murder of 49-year-old Arnold Minor. The evidence was indisputable, and after 50 witnesses, including Elias's own uncle who assisted in his arrest, several forensic experts who gave key pieces of blood evidence, and the defense attempting at an insanity plea, Elias was found guilty and sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. The jury only had to deliberate for an hour and spent the rest of their time at lunch. When the sentence was announced, Elzora Minor, Arnold's mother, who had been clutching her son's cremated remains during the trial, collapsed and had to be carried out of the court. Because of his sentencing, Elias will not stand trial for the other crimes he committed in either Michigan, Virginia, or Ohio. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on August 12th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.